And let everybody say amen. amen. We're going to continue to talk a little bit on last confirmation to standing saints. Make sure that you notice that I said to standing saints. Because some saints done gave up. Some then gave up the fight and decided that they wasn't going to fight no more. They has come to their point of being defeated when the victory was already theirs. Because Jesus had already won the battle. Huh? All we had to do was just walk in it magnify him for what he has already done because he had already conquered death, the grave, and hell. My Lord, all we need to do is just learn how to walk in victory. Amen. We're going to kind of pick up on uh, Ephesians 6, verses 13 and 14. Then we'll slide back a little bit. Amen. Ephesians 6 verses 13 and 14. Um, and it says, Wherefore the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil days and having done all to stand, stand therefore having your lawns girded about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, above that, he made that statement because of we wrestle not with flesh and blood. And when you research what the scripture said, it tells us that in the latter days that many spirits is going out into the world. So that means that they have de declared war against the people of God. So whether you want to be in the fight or not, you in the fight. Amen. Come on, somebody. So now what you got to do is make up your mind whether to fight back. Amen. Or either you're going to be another casualty in this spiritual war that's going to overtake your mind and cause you to go back. Amen. Because then you didn't rely on the resources that God gave you to be able to stand. So what you do, if you don't use God's resources, you will return back to the resources that you used to use. Jim Bean and Jack Daniel and come on somebody. And all them other things that you found comfort in when you couldn't take it no more. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Those things that you had to run back to when you was overwhelmed by your problems. But guess what? The Bible tells us to cast all of our cares uh-huh, because what? 
So if he told us to cast all our cares on him, it tells me, in other words, he's saying, I got your back. Huh? I got your back because I care for you. Wow. Amen. And when you look at that now, this is not just an ordinary care. This is God saying, I care for you. This is not your brother, your sister, your mother, your father saying it, but this is God saying, I care for you. That's a big deal. Come on, somebody. You can't get no more care than that. Amen. So here we find that in this passage of scripture that therefore you cannot play the game with the devil. You have to put on the complete armor of God. Do not leave off any part of your protective gear. Be clothed with all that God supplies to make you invulnerable and victorious for the protecting and the saving of your soul. I mean, you know, we, we all kind of in that same melting pot, you know, our flesh is, is always critical. We can find something critical always about our flesh. But as you notice, I did. You know if you did not. You notice when the enemy got you concentrating on your flesh, your soul don't even come up in a conversation. come up in the conversation like it's all right. And your soul is the one that suffers the most. But we pay no attention to what suffers the most because we are too busy paying attention to the part of us that we like the most. Did y'all get that one? It's your natural walk that you love most of all. Come on now. Your soul don't even come into the picture. But the Bible tells us that God is coming back for our soul. But that's the part of us that we give less care to. And when he gets back, he's going to want to find out what shape. Is your soul in? What shape is your soul in? Because hmm. he ain't going to want to know nothing about your flesh because he's going to send it back to the dirt. But he's going to want to know what shape is your soul in? Amen. So, then guess what? So that means that we have to be prepared to fight. If you would, real quickly, just run to James chapter 4 right quick. Verses. This is an add-on. 
7 through 10. Are we there? Let's read it, please. Sit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. Now you want to know why he's hanging around. Because you ain't resisting him. He hang around on your front porch like a homeless dog. The dog ain't got nowhere to go. He know he can get some food at your house. What are you going to do tomorrow? month? Every time you open the door, there ain't going to be. Because <laughs> he knows that you got what he wants. So guess what? If we don't resist the enemy, he hangs around our door. Waiting on us to open the door and let him in. Amen. So, let's read on. Oh, draw. So now, guess what? Now we got to get into the pulling business. Huh? But you know what I found out? We want God to do all the pulling. But as God pulled toward you, you and I supposed to be pulling toward him to make the trip shorter. It gets a long trip if God got to do all the pulling. Why would he make a long trip when God got to do all the pulling? Because you're going to be putting more, more resistance to God, uh, of God reaching you. Come on now. I don't know if you ever had <coughs> an old dog that didn't want to be chained up and you put the chain on him. And he don't, he'll lay down, he'll let you, he'll lay down and he'll let you drag him all the way. I ain't walking. You want me over there locked up, you're going to have to drag me over there because I ain't walking over there. And that's the way saints is getting out. They don't want to draw close to God, so they lay down and expect God to drag them along. Makes your deliverance a little bit longer. Mm. Huh? Make your strength a, a little bit farther off. Because guess what? When God was pulling towards you, you wasn't pulling back toward him. So it was a one-way pull. Now you got the, all the load on God. You ain't accepting no responsibilities of it. Am I in the right house? Amen. But then it says what? So we got to make a decision which side of this life that we're going to put more attention toward. Is we going to put more attention toward the life of being saved or the life of staying lost? And most of the time, if we be truthful and honest about it, most of the time, we be sharing a double mind. Most of 
and we can't make up our mind whether we want to go or do we want to stay. So now we're caught between two opinions. So now you got to go back and you got to pick up what, what, what Elijah told the nation of Israel. How long will you be halted between two opinions? If God be God, serve him. If Baal be God, then serve him. So now we got to make up our mind what God we're going to serve. Amen. Amen. So, we found out that if we're drawing nigh to God, one of the main things that is required for us to do is wash our hands. Because it did say cleanse your hands. And your hands means cleanse your activities. And then you got to acknowledge and here was no one by the one another. You sinner. Because <laughs> guess what? Whether you want to face it or not, we all sinners saved by grace. Amen. Because any day out of the week, you and I will mess up and not please God, which will constitute us to be still a sinner. So don't you get to the point that you think that you done escaped sin because you have not. Not as long as you on top of the ground. Something don't come along and make you mess up. That's why God made this detergent, this awesome detergent, this awesome detergent that is called repentance. Because we wallow like a hog, we don't have to stay a hog. We can get washed. Come on, somebody. Purify your heart. Is your heart in love with God? Is your heart really in love with God? Because guess what? It's the only way that your heart can get purified is to really be in love with God. Amen. Because guess what? It's God that's got to do the work on you. It's God that's got to take you back down to the potter's house and put you on the wheel. It's God that's got to remove the defects out of you and the imperfection in your life. It's God that's got to do the work. But God is saying, do you really love me? Hmm. That's a question. Verse 9 says, be afflicted. Weep. Let your love to be. And your joy. Guess what? Your prayer got to be Meaningful. Huh? God is looking for some genuine, sorrowful repentance from the heart that will cause you to bring tears. Why the tears? Because we have.
against God. And now we have come to the point that where we are godly sorrowful. When you are godly sorrowful, it's not that rolls off your lips, it's what rolls from your heart. Amen. 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 Here is the main problem, verse 10. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he you have got to bring yourself down to its lowest state. What do you mean? You got to knock all the pride out of you. I mean, you got to knock every bit of the pride out of you. Because if you don't knock all the pride out of you, God ain't got no use for you. Come on. Why you say that? Because you haven't totally given yourself over to it. Uh, it's some part of you that still stink that you want to hold on to. Uh, so you got to knock all the pride out of you. Guess what? When you think of pride, what do you have to be proud of when God has done all the work in your life? He has brought you all the way up to where you are now, and you can have a thing to do with it. He opened doors that nobody could close. He closed doors that could nobody open. He gave you strength to walk through the door when he opened it. Come on, somebody. So you didn't do no work. So you ain't got no business stepping up on your stinky pride. I reminisced on what God had done in man. I ain't saying God took me from the outhouse to the big house. Come on, somebody. God took me from mopping flows to being over the flows. Come on now. God took me from not even knowing what a, 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 a mail machine was to having folk working on them. Come on now. God took me from the outhouse and put me over every post office on the maintenance side in the city of Little Rock. So I know what God does. And not only that, he spoke it before he done it. To let me know, boy, this ain't you. This ain't, don't, 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 don't get the big head because this ain't you. I'm going to open this door for you. Come on, somebody. So don't let your achievements get ahead of God. Keep yourself humble in the presence of God and he'll keep pushing you up. Then it said that he will lift you up. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Not on your time, but on his time. Y'all didn't hear that one, did you? No, God ain't moving fast enough. You try to find somebody in the big office that can help you out and get you where you want to go. Baby, it can be rough on you that way too. Because huh? if he gets you there 
for you to, for where you're trying to go. He got to stay there with you to keep you there because somebody ain't going to want you to be there. But when God put you there, can't nobody take you out of it. Come on, somebody. You think back in 1979, you think them great folk wanted me to be over them? If you do, the devil is a lie. Come on now. They did not. But they couldn't do nothing about it. Because it was based on what God said. So, don't let yourself get over joy in what you do. Get more joyful in what God do. Amen. Now, we talked about uh, back to back to uh, Ephesians chapter six. Now, this is to the standing, the remaining standing saints of God, those that are standing. And those that are standing, you don't know it, but you're in your finest hour to really do something at the hand of God. Amen. So you may be able to resist the devil and stand your ground on the evil days, but you can't do it on your own. You got to have the power of God working in you to be able to stand. You got to have the Holy Ghost in operation in you. Not inoperable. Not on the shelf. Come on, somebody. Not you to send him on a lunch break. Because you send him on a lunch break, the devil coming in on your lunch break. Won't he roll? <laughs> And after you done done all that crisis demand, crisis. See, here's the problem here. We can, we can stand as long as there's no crisis. But we got to be able to stand after all what crisis has demanded out of us. Yes, yes. Amen. You got to be able to stand when you got problems and issues, you got to be able to stand when you got circumstances that come up again. You still got to be standing what? You got to be able to stand in the faith. That God said, he will be with me. Amen. Do we ever, do we ever use Shine. 
Your crisis is not designed to define you. You are designed to define your crisis. What do you mean? Because guess what? You got to be able to shine above your crisis. You got to be able to come out of your crisis and don't even look like you've been burnt. Crisis will send you through the fire. Huh? Families? Come on now. Oh, family crisis. Ooh, one of the top of the list is to go through family crisis. Huh? I can see you now. Hard hurt. Tears falling. Need a bucket under your chin to catch all the tears. Huh? Going to assess the situation. 
just in case something got out of hand. Come on now. <laughs> Crisis is the time when usual problem solving ability stops. It stops to function. You can't function right in crisis. You can't get your thoughts right in crisis. Your mind is all populated in crisis. Come on, somebody. You in your mind, you find everything that you can to blame it or attach it to. Because you know what? Because you really don't know. You can't function and tension arises. Ooh, can't it arise? Tension arises. And the person is unable to recognize what the true problem is. Mm. You thinking is one thing. The devil got you thinking is one thing when it's something else. He just know how to orchestrate his tools. I'm going I'm, 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 I'm to prove that to you too. He knows how to orchestrate his tools to cause you to be misguided in your thinking. Am I right about that? Well, this is a old military phrase. Having conquered all, stand and ready to go to battle again. You can't fight one time and think it's over with, God. Huh? Because guess what? You ain't killed the devil. You might have made him flee. But guess what? There's a season coming that he'll be back. And you got to be prepared to fight again. Come on now. But you got to keep under your belt. I won that battle. Let me prepare myself for the next one because I know he's going to return. Amen. Amen. Well, the Bible helps the person to understand their black spots, the dark occasions that they can't see straight. We have to go to the word of God and get some light put on it. Huh? See, if you, you, if, if, you, if you got a problem and you got crisis in your life, there is somewhere in the book that will shed some light to help you make it through your crisis. If you would, real quick, go to Philippians chapter 4. Then we're going to get down to where Jesus had to fight. Just in case you thought you was in it all by yourself. Ephesians chapter, I mean Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7. Let's read them please. But in everything, by 
prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. There's a lot of stuff there that you gotta let be let uh, got gotta get in touch with God on. Come on now. It's more than lay me down to sleep. Come on now. I know we all like to go to sleep, but uh, God need to do more than uh, lay you down to sleep in your life. Some of God need to wake us up. Huh? Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. You can't do that in two minutes. Come on, somebody. If you got, if, if you'd have ran into somebody trying to teach you them two minute prayers, you better garbage that one. No, uh, you ain't, you can't even tune up in two minutes. Come on now, huh? Messages out on to catch you. Come on. If it's, if it's worth having, it's worth waiting on, ain't it? And be a what? All right. <laughs> My God. So then he said, and after you done done all this, the peace of God. See, that's what gets you through your crisis. Is when you can get the peace of God. Right. The peace of God, which passes all understanding. Folks, these, I don't know how it happened. I, don't, I didn't. Come on, somebody. Because they cannot understand God. Amen. Wow. The peace of God, which passes all understanding shall keep your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. Oh, Christ will take that head out. Huh? If you ain't careful, it'll take that head completely out the game. Amen. And then you'll wind up in your heart, start doubting God because you done let your crisis That's why you got to guard 
your heart with all diligently, because out of it flows the issues of life. And get what I said? Flows the crisis of life. Come on now. Well, one more before I move on. Psalm 50, verse 15. That one verse. Psalm 50, verse 15. Let's read it. And call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee, and thou shalt, thou shalt do what? After God has delivered you, you need to magnify God. After God has delivered you, you need to tell somebody that God is a deliverer. And God said, you call on me. Don't call on them. Call on me. In the day of trouble. And tell you to lose your faith in the day of trouble. He said, call on me in the day of trouble. And I will deliver thee. Come on, somebody. We done stop calling. Huh? We done stop expecting. Our expectation is flew out the window. We're not expecting God to do something. You know what? One thing I love so dearly to hear. When I'm calling on God in my distress, and then God comes back at me and says, Don't worry. My God, He don't have to say nothing else. If He says, Don't worry, or if He says, I got this, He don't have to say another sentence, not another word. He put a period behind it because He's telling you, I got this. rely on how our flesh feel. Our flesh gets in the way of what God has said. Come on now. Mine, yours too. Let the right one hit you. Huh? Come on somebody. Just in case you thought that you was in this battle all by yourself, you got to understand that the Holy Ghost is your defense. Through the gospel, 
of Jesus Christ. He going to defend you based on what Jesus has already said. Huh? He going to defend you because Jesus said that he was going to send you another comforter. Come on, somebody. So the Holy Ghost is going to fulfill his part of the instruction that was given to him. You got to fulfill your part when he said, when he returned, he want to find faith in the earth. For you walk not by sight, but by faith. Huh? So we can't put it all on the Holy Ghost either. There's still some parts that we play in this, this game that calls salvation and eternal life. There is still a part that we have to play. Stay in the game. Stay in the game. Go to Matthew chapter 4 real quick. Mm. Matthew chapter 4 and we're going to start at verse 1 we're going to talk down through verse 11 at times let's start with the first verse please then was Jesus led by the Spirit into the wilderness. What was the purpose of the Spirit of God leading Jesus into the wilderness? To be tempted. Huh? To put the flesh under subjection. Come on, somebody. And we have to learn the same issue because the tempter is coming. Amen. And he's coming with a vengeance. Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait a minute. The tempter already knew he won many battles over the flesh. He already knew that he won the battle against the first act. But he never had came up against the second act. Oh. He was in a different warfare now. Adam fought him with flesh and blood. With his natural thinking. But now he coming against the man of the hour. Now he coming against the God of all gods. Now he got to deal with Jesus Christ. Not an easy task. Second verse says, and when he had fasted 40 days, <coughs> wait a minute, look at the devil. There might have been no temptation during the process of the 40 days, but the devil didn't show his head up that after the 40 days was over, because he knew then he was good home. And boy, when he know one of y'all good home, you would jump a fist and kill a cow. Right there. Uh -oh. <laughs> huh? Come on now. You go in the meeting 
Come on, somebody. Yes, sir. Come on. preacher. The devil can't be in every place at one time, but all his imps can. He can spread them out. But he didn't have no fight with them. He had a fight with the devil. Amen? So guess what? And it said, and when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be wait a minute. If thou be the son He said, but if thou be the son of God. So, if y'all, you know, if you paraphrase that, if you be the son of God, you ought to have some power. Huh? Come on now. And, 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 and that's what he uses on y'all. That's what he uses on us. You be a child of God, you got power. Huh? But you can't use God's Of your head, 
Come on now. You go, Pastor, you go home with a twitch and you don't know how you got it and how you going to get rid of it. These are the days that you're living in. All kind of spirits is going out into the world. Okay, let's get back to Jesus. If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. He already knew the man and thought the, 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 the fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and now you now you now you now you, now you gonna come talking to him about some bread. Come on now. This ain't Adam. <laughs> if that had been Adam, he'd have pulled down a tree and ate every fruit that was on it if he had a fasted for 40 days. And so would you have. Come on, somebody. And you would have dared anybody to come toward the tree. This is my tree. And Tina said, and Tina would have said, can I just get one fruit off of it? You can't get now off of it. This is my tree. Come on now. So, but here what Jesus did that we do not do or we're not accustomed to doing because we don't believe in exactly what it says. He said, it is written. If you go back to the book of Deuteronomy, you'll find where it was first written in. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. My life is not based on what I consume in my mouth, but what my soul receives. Boy, we sure got to learn that one, ain't Slow it down. My tape, my tape.
Our life has got to be based on what is written. Our strength is going to come from what is written. Amen. Thank you. So here Jesus is telling, and then, then after he told the devil that uh, he lives off of what come out of the mouth of God. Did y'all hear it? He lives on what come out of the mouth of God. That's what his life is built on. Then the devil take him up into the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the son of God, cast thyself down. Now, Pastor, now, they was in the wilderness, and he told them to make some bricks out of bread. Now he takes him to the holy city. So I'm trying, and this is not, I don't think that this is a mind thing. I think this is actually happened the way the scripture said, that they both had to have gone transition to the Holy City from one place to another, but it's a reality. It's not a mind thing, it's not a spiritual thing that happened in the mind, like a vision or a dream. This is, has to be actually happening. When you say so, not ordinary. Y'all y'all get it? This was not an ordinary move. They got to get permission to come. So, so he tell him to cast himself down. So, when you see what he said, to cast yourself down, what's your first thought that he wanted to do? So he wanted to do what? He wanted to commit suicide. He wanted him to commit suicide. How can you save a world if you commit suicide? How can you save yourself if you commit suicide? Okay. 
But here's your Lord. He said, for it is written. He shall not. Now, this is the devil using the word back on him. Huh? And, 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 and ain't, that, ain't that ironic? That when, he think, when, he, when you think that you know something, Because now, here he is finna try to use the word of God on the word of God. My God. He gonna use the word of God on the word of God. Did y'all get that one? Jesus is the word of God. Now here the devil is gonna take the word of God and use it on the word of God. <laughs> he said... But guess what? See, you gotta you 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 gotta know your word, and you gotta know how to have a comeback on your word. Then Jesus said to him, he didn't hesitate. He said unto him, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thou God. He didn't have to go through no whole long phrase and give him the whole paragraph. He just told him straight up, but naked truth. So guess what? He already 